0: Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced profit first strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, we draw the line in the sand and you decide if you are a top 17 percenter entrepreneur with cash in the bank to correlate to your profitability, or are you an 83 percenter who operates their business like an ostrich with their head in the sand when it comes to your company's financials? Additionally, here in episode 10, we answer seven of the most frequently asked questions related. To getting started with Profit First. So let's dive into today's episode. Mike and I were recording last week, and as we wrapped up, Mike hopped on our show's website, ProfitFirstNation.com, and he was a bit, let's say, put off by the homepage headline that reads, quote, a podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs, end quote. So after a bit of, oh no, I saw this as my fix this next in terms of the podcast. If Mike was put off by it, I need to do a better job of explaining on our website and to you, my friends, why we are hanging our hat on that 17% figure. First of all, 17% represents the percentage of businesses that are not operating check to check. According to U.S. Bank's Small Business Report from 2017, 83% of small businesses operate check-to-check, meaning as soon as money comes in, it's gone in a flash. Money never stays in the business when you operate check-to-check. Operating check-to-check creates undue stress and burden on the business owner. Will the checks clear? What if we don't get paid by client Z tomorrow? How will we make payroll? operating check-to-check is no fun. It just happens to be that the majority, 83% of small businesses to be exact, operate their businesses in this fashion. So conversely, the 17% of businesses who do not operate check-to-check have money in the bank to correlate to their profitability. If you implement Profit First and begin immediately allocating at least 1% to profit, you have crossed the threshold, that proverbial line in the sand, and you are now in that awesome 17 percenter category. You are no longer operating check to check. When you implement Profit First, you let money accumulate in your income account and on your designated allocation day, you allocate the balance from your income account according to your allocation percentages, you're allocating to profit, to owner's pay, to taxes, and to operating expenses. Because you have implemented profit first, what you allocate to operating expenses tells you what you have available to spend on operating expenses during these days between your designated allocation days. Maybe your allocation rhythm is to do your allocations on the 10th and 25th, as outlined in the book. Or maybe your allocation days correspond to your payroll calendar and you allocate two days before each pay date. The point is, by implementing profit first and at least allocating 1% to profit puts you in the distinguished category of the top 17% of entrepreneurs and on the course to permanent profitability. Don't you want to be in the top 17% of entrepreneurs? Don't you want to build a permanently profitable business? Better yet, don't you want to stay in business? You, my entrepreneurial friend, are Mike and I's as well as every Profit First professional bookkeeper, accountant and coaches why as Simon Sinek would say. We get it. Most importantly, we get you, Mike, myself My fellow Profit First professional peers, we were all 83%ers at one time in our entrepreneurial journeys. But when we implemented Profit First and began allocating at least 1% to profit, we stepped up our game and we joined the top 17% of entrepreneurs. One day, I truly hope and envision that this ratio flips. And that the majority of small businesses are using Profit First as their cash management system. We are kicking the notion of operating check to check to the curb. You are here because you are sick and tired of working too hard and putting too much at risk for little to no reward. You are here because you realize you cannot continue to operate your business like an ostrich with your head in the sand when it comes to your company's financials. You are here because by leveraging Profit First as a cash management system for your business, you are on a path to permanent profitability. You are here because you are a top 17 percenter entrepreneur. As a top 17 percenter, you represent the Profit First percentage of businesses that are not operating check-to-check and have money in the bank to correlate to your profitability. And it can start as easily as just allocating 1% to profit. When you implement profit first and begin immediately allocating at least 1% of your income deposits to profit, you put yourself in that awesome top 17% category. Woohoo! You can become a 17%er now, my entrepreneurial friend the choice is yours and is clear by your actions. Step number one, get your butt to the bank to open your core profit-first accounts of profit, owner's pay, taxes, and OPEX. Step number two, immediately start allocating 1% from every deposit to profit. Yes, you can be on the path to permanent profitability by this time tomorrow. Get your butt to the bank open your accounts and begin allocating 1% from every deposit to your profit account. Step number three, haul your ass online or in person to an inconvenient bank to open your profit hold and tax hold accounts. When it comes to opening these accounts, if you are curious about what banks are profit-first friendly, we have you covered. We talked about these steps in episode two, which is aptly titled, Get Your Butt to the Bank. Plus, we have a copy and paste email template you can send by first literally copying and pasting the verbiage from our website in an email to your existing bank to open your core accounts. Additionally, we have a big old list of Profit First friendly banks and their links to their respective websites, and it is all available for free at ProfitFirstNation.com. Best part, we made the navigation real simple. Click step number one on the menu bar and you are on your way. If you're not quite past step number one, then let's catch up, my entrepreneurial friend, and let's complete step number one. Get your butt to the bank to open your key accounts, then step number two, begin allocating 1% of every deposit to profit, and step number three, haul your ass to an inconvenient bank to open your profit hold and tax hold accounts before next week's episode. Why do I harp on this? And why am I repeating myself from just episode number two? And we're on episode number 10? Well, it's because I've met a lot of Profit First fans over the last three years across the country. And many have said they've read the book Profit First three times and listen to it on audio twice. But they still have not executed on step number one of getting their butt to the bank. And at step number two, you're on the path to permanent profitability by making that 1% minimum allocation to profit. So let's make this happen stat because I don't want to get too far ahead and lose you because you are still behind the starting line In that sea of 83%ers who operate their businesses check to check. Because we are moving on now to answer some of the most frequently asked questions related to starting Profit First. Here we go. Frequently asked question numero uno Can I implement the Profit First system before my business is profitable? Hmm. Can I implement the Profit First system? before my business is profitable. Heck yes, Profit First should be implemented ASAP in any and every business. Because even if the allocation is 1% of profit, you are putting Profit First and will be able to see how your cash is being managed and what adjustments you need to make over time to your business To bring your allocation accounts in line with the target allocation percentages or TAPS as outlined by Profit First, every business can afford to start allocating 1% to profit. It's 1%. You're an entrepreneur for the reason that you are a make it happen kind of person. You can allocate 1% to profit and run your business on 99% of what you have been running your business on. Every business needs a plan and a roadmap to profitability, and Profit First is a great, straightforward, objective cash management system to implement for any business of any size at any stage. Before you know it, after you complete the remaining steps in your Profit First implementation, you will have that roadmap and plan to hitting your target allocation percentages, also commonly referred to as TAPs. Typically, it takes businesses six to eight quarters of small quarterly adjustments to their current allocation percentages, also referred to by the acronym CAPS. The adjustments to your current allocation percentages, or CAPS, are in the range of 1% to 3% every quarter. Nice, small, little steps. You will have a rollout plan or roadmap completed in step seven that will outline the adjustments to make by quarter to reach your target allocation percentages. Again, this targeted profitability does not happen overnight. Slow your roll so you can achieve the ultimate success. It typically takes making small adjustments each quarter to your allocation percentages over six to eight quarters to hit your ideal target allocation percentages. And this podcast is here to keep you focused and to keep you going along the way to hitting your target allocation percentages. Similar to question numero uno, frequently asked Question number two is My business is a brand new startup. When should I implement Profit First? Hmm. So, your business is a brand new startup. When should you implement Profit First? Well, you should implement Profit First right away in a brand new startup. The earlier Profit First is implemented, the sooner you will be achieving real profitability and forcing your business to run efficiently and not be overfeeding the expenses beast. Now moving on to frequently asked question number three, where do I pull the money from if I don't have enough money to pay expenses from my operating expense account? Okay, I'm gonna repeat this one a little bit slower. Where do I pull the money from if I don't have enough money to pay expenses from my operating expense account? In Profit First, you do not pull any money from other sources when you do not have enough to pay expenses from your operating account. I repeat, pulling money from other sources is not an option. This moment is what Mike refers to as a business owner's come to Jesus moment. It is painfully obvious in this moment that you must cut expenses to be in business, and to be profitable, and to pay your bills. You can pay the outstanding bills with money from the next operating expense allocation, but you must also reduce expenses to meet your allocation percentages and amounts. Hmm, maybe this is why we teed you up with the expense challenge in episodes six through nine. We need you in the confident mental state to cut expenses. It is one of two reasons you are not already wildly profitable. Because the only two ways to increase profitability are one, to cut expenses, and two, increase margin. If you do not have enough money to pay expenses from your operating expense account, you need to first understand the cause. Is the cause A, was income received not on target for a good reason? Was there a holiday that slowed payments from your customers getting to you in time? Is someone in your organization proactively managing your accounts receivable? So why was the income received off? Was it not what you expected? The squeaky wheel gets the grease and the cash. When you proactively manage your account's receivables and your customers know they will get a call on the day their invoice is passed to, guess what? You rise to the top of their payable priorities list. Meaning you get paid because they know you will call and they want to avoid that awkward call. They will pay you because you proactively manage your account's receivables who they will further delay paying is the vendor who never calls to follow up on their past due invoices. Don't be that guy. Most companies do not proactively manage their accounts receivables. And to be honest, 10 years ago when we started our construction material supply business, we thought we were too busy to make that a priority. In construction, we do have some protections and transparency with the ability to file a mechanics lien And in construction, there is a generally accepted notion that everyone from general contractors to subcontractors and material suppliers are paid when paid. When the general contractor is paid by the owner, the general contractor pays their subcontractor, and when the subcontractor is paid, then the material supplier is paid. But in our almost third year of operations, we got a call on day 24 from a new manufacturer we were procuring product from. It was Johns Mansville, a roofing material manufacturer. When they called on day 24, I was like, huh? They were calling six days before the invoice due date, proactively communicating to make sure that our payment would in fact be sent and received by the manufacturer within the net 30 days term. We were a bit gobsmacked and put off. This is construction. Despite terms noted as net 30 days, there is this generally accepted notion that because we are offered some payment protection with the ability to file a mechanics lien, everyone's usually cool with that paid when paid. And in this paid when paid land, interest charges are always waived at the moment of paid when paid. Well, not John's Mansville. They don't play with the generally accepted notion. So I did a bit of research and discovered that Johns Manville is a Berkshire Hathaway company. Yes, Johns Manville is part of legendary investor and perennially ranked as one of the world's richest individuals, Warren Buffett's empire of Berkshire Hathaway. If one of Warren Buffett's companies was operating in this fashion, which almost no other firm operates in the construction industry, then that became our watershed moment. The moment we changed our own business practices. We follow Warren Buffett's style and we proactively manage our accounts receivables. And because we proactively manage them, We reduced our average aging by 19 days. That is getting paid almost two and a half weeks faster. We know that the cash will be in our income account on allocation day by following the lead of Warren Buffett. Clearly, Warren Buffett's success and sustaining his wealth is because his own companies maximize the predictability of their cash flow by proactively managing their accounts receivables. Okay, one more time. Clearly, Warren Buffett's success and sustaining his wealth is because his own companies maximize the predictability of their cash flow by proactively managing their accounts receivables. Okay, whoopsie, I did get on a bit of a tangent there, so let's get back to the list. If you do not have enough money to pay expenses From your operating expense account, you need to first understand the cause. Is the cause A, was the income received off um, and and not what was expected for a good reason? Maybe the reason was there was a holiday that slowed payments from your customers getting it to you on time. Or if there's someone not managing, proactively managing your accounts receivable, then I don't know if you can really expect customers to pay on time. The B is, are sales down, so income is down? Is that why you don't have enough money in your income account on allocation day? Or C, are expenses higher than normal? Was there a large annual expense, such as a general liability insurance premium due? Depending on the cause and the actual amount of additional money required to meet the operating expense shortfall, here are your options in order of execution. Number one, do not pay some of the expenses that you can't cover until your next allocation. So don't pay some of the expenses, even if they're due, until you can cover them with your next allocation. But if you do this, please be proactive with your vendors and let them know they won't get paid on the 10th, but they will get paid on your next Check cut date of the 25th. Number two, plan for high annual expenses such as membership dues, liability premiums, etc., by creating an annualized allocation account that accumulates the required cash reserves over the course of the year so the money is there when that big bill comes due once a year. Now for frequently asked question number four if I take a salary from payroll, do I still need an owner's pay account? If I take a salary from payroll, do I still need an owner's pay account? Yes, your salary should be initially allocated to the owner's pay account so you can literally account for your officer's compensation. If your payroll drafts from one single account, do a secondary sweep or transfer of owner's pay to your payroll account. Frequently asked question number five, and I'm going to put this into a context example. I have 15 part-time employees who do pet sitting for me and are paid on a per job basis. Are they considered subcontractors for the calculation of real revenue? So this person has 15 part-time employees who do pet sitting and are paid on a per-job basis, are they considered subcontractors for the calculation of real revenue? In general, individuals who are paid on a per-job basis are considered subcontractors. Even though these individuals are your employees, they only get paid per gig when you get the gig to assign to them. They are like a cost of goods sold. When you sell pet sitting, you have the cost of the pet sitter for that particular gig. So yes, deduct the cost of your pet sitters from your total revenue to calculate your real revenue, which then will help you generate your allocation percentages. Sales tax is the topic of frequently asked question number six. I have to pay sales taxes, I'm a retailer. Which account does that come from? I have to pay sales tax, I'm a retailer which account does that come from? Sales tax should be set up as a separate checking account called sales tax. As customers pay their invoices or you collect the receipts, applicable sales tax collected should be immediately transferred into the sales tax account. In our construction material supply business, we deposit the account's receivables into our account's payable account. Our accounts payable account is different from our operating expense account. Our accounts payable account is the account we exclusively utilize to buy more materials from our manufacturers. Our accounts payable account is like our cost of goods sold fund. When we get paid, we deposit the payment into our accounts payable account. From that point, we sweep the sales tax we collected into our sales tax account and we transfer the margin. In our case, our real revenue we made on the transaction to our income account, and the real revenue accumulates in the income account until our next allocation day, which in our construction material supply business is every other Wednesday to correspond to our biweekly payroll. The next question, how do you handle petty cash using the Profit First system? So how do you handle petty cash using the Profit First system? Petty cash can be a separate sub-allocation account of operating expenses, so you can clearly see how that money is being spent, wisely, unwisely, or both. The petty cash account should be reconciled every month. And number seven from our top list of frequently asked questions is, how does one ensure that they are saving enough money for taxes each month? So how does one ensure that they are saving enough money for taxes each month? Profit First Nations website, we social media accounts, and related podcasts are, are provided how for much general information purposes for taxes. only and do not Obviously, constitute accounting, CPA legal, tax, or to to professional be advice or other professional advice. Because they are based upon on the content or information profits. found here without you first seeking CPA appropriate advice sure from that an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional you will have a balance bill to cover the difference between the actual amount due minus the quarterly payments you already made. Therefore, your CPA in your tax planning meeting should advise as to how much you should be allocating to taxes based on your profit projections. According to the book, the tax account is meant to reimburse the owner for all of their tax liabilities, including the taxes they pay as part of salary, payroll taxes. In our businesses, because we are subchapter S entities and required to take and be paid salaries, we have adjusted our owner's comp percentage to include the payroll taxes, and our tax allocation account percentage reflects the monies that represent the company's tax liabilities to the IRS based on the company's profits, including our quarterly payments. For us, it's just easier to use the tax account in this capacity and be a bit cleaner instead of reimbursing our payroll taxes from this account. And remember, from episode eight, our first Rockstar Award winner for Profit First Nation, real estate broker Aaron Hendon's tactic, if it's still too tempting to let that money accumulate in your tax hold account because your income is considered sporadic like realtors, then go ahead and prepay your taxes when you receive that big commission check. Yes, you can pay the IRS ahead of your quarterly payment due date. To access the show notes and episode transcriptions, visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click the episodes tab. Additionally, if you would like to work directly with a certified Profit First professional, bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, then again, go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact, where you will be able to connect with a certified Profit First professional. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.